Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But once again, as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, my name is uh, Mike P. Waworski. I come to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most. Here on The Rundown, 2A Views, Conservative News. On this, uh, on this, what is this magic Monday, right? Monday, gun day, Monday, fun day, gun day. Yes, sir. Yes, all? sir. Actually, it's, it's not Monday. Day. It's a different day. That's right. Guess Just what day it is. Nope. It ain't that day either. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth. Yes, yum, 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 itty, yum. As, as you may have forgotten, yesterday, yesterday was uh, a holiday. Uh, it was yes. Memorial Day. And so we, uh, we took the day to uh, spend some time recognizing those uh, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, so that we can live in the greatest country uh, on God's green earth. So uh, because we took that time, I can see why, why it would be very easy for my good friend to, to get just a wee bit confused. Listen, I, and I, listen, obviously, you know, the holiday was yesterday, celebrated uh, respectfully the same way you did. But um, yeah. listen, I even wrote Monday at the top, right? You know, I'm so conf- convinced it was Monday. So I'm so surprised that it's Taco Tuesday. Now my brain is all sorts of, we're going to have tacos today, and it's Taco Tuesday, and we got to hear the music. My only disappointment, Craig, though, is we, when you did the music, we didn't, you didn't yeah. show us dancing in the little bubble in the bottom, because I, yeah. I usually get feedback on that. So. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, sorry. The the uh, one of one of them didn't wasn't set up when I went to go ahead and start running the program, uh, gotcha. and uh, so I just I, I nixed them both. So yeah, now I'm gonna have to wait till next week to try out the Frankenstein moves. People people give me some little tips and little, little yes. Let me see next you do next week you can then. you can you can do your Frankenstein move. I'll do the Frankenstein <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your weekend, sir? <sighs> You know, uh, long and distinguished, right? You know, it was yeah. it was a great weekend. It was the it was the Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I think I did take uh, yesterday off. Didn't yeah? Did, uh, did some so did some reflection. Talked to a couple of other uh, you know uh, people that've been there, and uh, other than that, I had a good weekend. How about you? Uh, no, much the same. Uh, Saturday was all about yard work and uh, getting stuff done around the house. A lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, honeydews that were put off for quite a while. Got a lot. Got all yeah. of those done. Uh, Sunday uh, actually had a, a film shoot uh, starting at like five a.m. So did that for a, a, a short film doc, re- reenactment document documentary. So that was fun and interesting. And then did a couple of barbecues Sunday evening. Spent some time uh, uh, sipping on some bourbon and smoking some cigars. And then uh, yesterday Monday. Um, Really just kind of focused on, it's funny, my wife and I, we had a long, we just had a long conversation. You know, if you really want to know and understand and cherish what we have here and what uh, folks have sacrificed for, try living in another country. And my wife being from, from another country uh, just really had a, uh, anyway, it was just, it was, it was a very, very uh, uh, 
thoughtful and uh, a solemn discussion. Yeah, it's it's it always is. You know, like you said, whether it's another country or you live here and just understand, and it's uh, it's uh, it can be a tough day for many. So I'll say yes. that. Yes, we have. I we both have a number of very good friends who, uh, well. A day for whom it was very emotional and very challenging, and uh, hey, um, hey. you know because you know well once again because of the, the 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 direct personal loss, people they knew and people that they fought alongside and uh, or loved ones, and uh, I just you know I just want to say, you know, I, I anyway there, there's not much to say except uh, you know just to to offer a, a moment of of thank you to those once again who gave the ultimate sacrifice. There you go. There you go. I found it interesting that. Uh, you know, the number of people who felt it appropriate to, who just felt the need to remind people via social media exactly what Memorial Day was and what it is not. Um, it's sad that we have to do that. That some folks, it's sad that that has to be done, but there is a lot of confusion about it. Yeah, listen, but there's also those people on the internet that want to correct you for no matter what reason. That's their goal in life is to correct you right. on the internet. So, Right. Um, their job is to tell the rest I, of us, you know, you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It is what it and is. And then we can but, throw, you know, we can throw just, a bunch of them later. Yeah. I just appreciate, though, that at least there are folks who get it, who understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely right. Then there are folks, Mike, who clearly don't get it. Uh, in particular, I will point to our neighbors from the north, uh, <laughs> the Canadians. Or as I like to call oh. them, uh, well, you you called you refer to them as uh, America's attic. Uh, I refer right. to them as as America's hat, <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call it. Uh, there's a thing North North Dakotans. Yeah. There you go. There's a thing going on right now where basically uh, they are planning, or at least they've introduced legislation that would freeze handgun sales. It would basically ban all uh, handgun sales in Canada, as well as would ban look-alike toys. So in other words, would ban toy guns or guns that looks or toy. Yeah. Toys that look like real uh, toys that look like real guns. Um, Mike, I'm just <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm kind of livid about this. Well, I'm livid about it because, you know, people are saying, I don't put this. People keep saying when well, nobody wants to ban your guns, nobody wants to take your guns. But we all know, you and I know, that that is just not the case. We know that there are people out there who want to. It just is not politically correct for them to publicly admit it. Or at least it used to not be politically correct for them to admit it. It's it's the lie, right? It's it's not even a good lie. It, it's just it's them being absolutely untruthful. We know that... You know, when we see things like, uh, you know, registration, which, by the way, all Canadians are forced to do with their handguns and their rifles. Um, we know that when, when they get to that step, we know that means ultimately confiscation and then and, and barring ownership of weapons. Uh, and, and, and there you go. Look, look, look at our, our, our neighbors to the north. Uh, oh, we're going to ban all handguns. Why? Well, didn't you see there was a shooting with a rifle down in, uh, in Texas? So we're going to ban all handguns in, the, in Canada. Oh well, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so let's so let's just hop on that bandwagon and do it. Um, the problem is that Canada is being so oppressed right now by their uh, tyrannical uh, socialist government that uh, I'd be surprised if they went quietly and banned them and allowed their firearms to be taken away from them. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, positively, no doubt, Mike. They are. 
it is what happens when you're dealing with totalitarian governments like this. When you have, I mean, literally Trudeau has proven that he, he believes that because he has the power to do something, he has the right to do it. And, yeah. and, and that includes amassing more power and make no, make no mistake banning firearms or banning people. Cause here's the thing, just because they're banning it and what they're, they're saying is, well, if you have it, you get to keep it. Well, let me just tell you, once they ban you from being able to buy it, they will eventually, because they have registration, they will eventually be, come to take them. Right. And it's this just is the what's next funny step, is, folks, is that I, this isn't even because that. of something that happened in Canada. This is because of something that happened in the United States. Yeah. Right. And, and the funny part is, is that what they're proposing to do, even if that were the law in the United States, would not have stopped the shooting in Texas. Yeah. But they don't care if it actually would have made a difference. This is their signal that, okay, now people are up in arms and people are scared. Ooh, time for us to disarm them. It's the next step. Listen, I get that. It's it's talking about purchasing now, but that's going to lead to, I mean, listen, you know, the, the next part is confiscation. confiscation. Come get it. We, we, we know the steps. We've seen the steps play out before. We've seen this play out in many countries over the last hundred years. And Canada's a few steps ahead. Now they're yeah. banning the purchase or buying. Well, the next is going to be the possession. That's just all there is to it. That is, that is definitely, definitely how it winds up working. Uh, and to make it easier, you have folks like the, pre oh, I don't know, the president of the United States, right? This is an individual who is, I mean, one of the one of the frustrations I had oftentimes with our 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 most recent former president was that there were oftentimes that he would say things and I would get frustrated because he doesn't under he it seemed like he didn't understand the power of what he was saying and how he was saying it right and I I was frustrated I'm downright furious at our current president because I know for a fact he has no idea what he is saying because he's senile. But then he says stuff like this, which, I mean, even for a senile, you know, old liberal, uh, even this is above the pale or beyond the pale. And they showed me a, 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 a x-ray. He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung, and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high-caliber weapons is of, there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. I mean, I just, I remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. Okay, there are so many lies here in this thing. The first thing was, um, I would really like to know where I can get some of those, you know, lung blowing out nine millimeter rounds. Cause I never heard anything like that. Yeah. They're behind the counter. You got to ask for them special. That's the, uh, that's the murder, <laughs> death, kill round, you know, which murder, is death, murder, death, kill round. <laughs> it's a... I'm like, so that so you've got that right you know, listen, and then see? so he's talking about a nine millimeter round so now that's considered a a, a a high caliber since when yeah listen he's this is a guy who was okay with 
pumping people full of shotgun rounds just uh, just 10 years ago and uh and, and now he's he doesn't know the difference between a 22 and a nine miller doesn't know what a what a high velocity ammunition is versus you know a handgun velocity it just did the guys got no clue i think the best part of this whole thing is looking at the secret service agent next to him uh, chewing his gum and and just thinking to himself oh what a moron what a moron what a moron let me get out of here let me get out of here this guy's a, this guy's an idiot this guy's an idiot yeah. Well, you know, and then the, the, the final piece of that puzzle in, in my mind was I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, you have him and there's articles out. There was an article, an op-ed in the New York Times saying that we get, you know, we're getting hella wrong and that we don't understand the Second Amendment. And I'm, and I'm still trying to get past, or no, then there's the whole, and this, there's this whole, you know, the Second Amendment is not an absolute right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. I'm not, I was in the, I was not an English major, right, in college, all right, but I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out how the shall not be infringed is not absolute. Yeah, listen, Craig, it's the only place, uh, including the Declaration of Independence, you know, which is very strong in its nature, that says shall not be infringed. It's the only place. Uh, I mean, if that doesn't make it uh, illegally uh, an absolute right, I don't know what does. Uh, we know from, uh, you, you know, from our history, from from the telling, from everything that we know, that this is an inalienable right, right? Uh, it's an uh, it's it's now an enumerated right, but it is a natural right given to us by our Creator. That kind of makes it an absolute right, you know. Unless you're willing to go sit in front of Him and have the conversation, it's an absolute right. But uh, you know, this is how you spin it, right? This is how you deal with politics. Uh, beat it down, beat it down, tell lies about it, and sooner we can, uh, sooner enough we can diminish it, right? Well, it, exactly. And the, the funny part is, is that you will have that exact those exact same stupid points will be made by anti-gunners, right? Those they will perpetuate the internet. Now, what's funny is, is that you're you're not going to see that get removed from YouTube or get removed no. from Facebook or no. censored by Politifact. They're not going to do. They're not going to do it because guess what? It pushes a narrative that they agree with, that yeah. they like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, sir. Uh, so yeah. So once again, uh, to those of you who are reasonably rationally minded people, uh, who are either in the middle or on the left, uh, the you know all all three of you, yeah. Please pay attention to this sort of stuff and realize that they do not know what they're talking about, and. Just like I would not allow someone, for example, to these are, by the way, these are the people who are trying to pass laws regulating our access to firearms, people who know nothing about them, right? I don't proclaim to be an expert, but I do know that a nine millimeter round will not blow a lung out of a, out of a human body. Maybe a squirrel, <laughs> a small squirrel. <laughs> Wait, well, hold on. Hold on. You got that pretty good aim, though. Squirrel out of a human It'll blow a squirrel out of a human body? <laughs> no. <laughs> squirrel's heart out of its body. Oh, okay. I thought, man, you got squirrels in your bodies in California? What's going on out there? <laughs> yeah, that usually, usually, all right, when you find one, it's usually, a, they usually, usually discover them at an emergency room and it's usually in another cavity. And it didn't get there by accident. 
Yeah, that's some California stuff. That's for sure. Um, I did send you. A, I'm, I'm, I I'm last quite sure you guys look. I, I've seen the Florida man stories. I'm quite sure there are more than their fair share of stories <laughs> of similar things there in Florida. All right, gauntlet thrown right now. Show me a Florida man squirrel cavity story. It's hundred bucks for you. Uh, but, but I okay. know I can pull that we'll see, California we'll, right I, now. I will. I will see if I can find one for you. Yep. 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 <laughs> I did do, send. Do, folks does, folks do, do remember, can it be any small mammal or does it have to be a squirrel? A Germans mammal. Do? Yeah, we'll even go with mammal. That way, alligators are ruled out. Because um, <laughs> uh, you're like, you know, alligators is a possibility. He might have just climbed over the fence and went home. That's all. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, uh, I sent. Uh, I sent Craig a picture a week or so ago when he went and did his his, uh, his camping thing. And I said, uh, it said, um, uh, hey, the guy said, hey, let's go camping. And then the woman was arrested later that weekend for stabbing him with a squirrel while camping. So <laughs> I figure that's how Craig knows squirrels from getting stabbed uh. while camping with one. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we we'll see if we can. Uh, we'll see if I can accommodate you. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Now, this was one uh, I sent to Mike over the weekend. Uh, and it's a story about uh, one of the individuals who was convicted on all counts uh, of, well, when things went, of, of what happened at the, uh, of the, the, it was a January 6th dude. Uh, and he was, the story basically goes into, you know, oh yeah, this guy was convicted on all counts. So it says here, here let me, let me show you the, here, I'll show you the headline, right? So the headline is, Former Army reservist and alleged white supremacist found guilty in Capitol riot trial. Right? They changed. By the way, right, they right. changed the headline because it said guilty on all counts. Right? And right. then they go in here and they, they here we go. A former Army reservist and security guard at Naval Weapons Station was found guilty on all counts for his role in the January 6, thousand twenty-one attack on the U.S. Capitol. Now, Mike. What do you think he was found guilty of? All counts and charges, Craig. All, All counts, counts and charges. And charges. So let's see. What was he found guilty of? Uh, obstruction of an official proceeding. That's one. That was count one. Count two. Yep, yep. Entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds. That's called trespassing, yeah. Right. Disorderly or disruptive conduct. In a restricted building or grounds. Sounds like another misdemeanor. Disorderly or disruptive conduct in a Capitol building. Another misdemeanor, right? Parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. Yeah, I don't know how that last one's even a, a, a crime. I thought that's what the First Amendment was for, but but okay. But, but my... Yeah. Yeah. Now, now let, let's go back to for his role in the attack. I mean, yeah. this is, this is NPR. Role, the, these are our tax the dollars at work, folks. Yeah. This is NPR. They're supposed to be objective news, yada, yada, yada. Right. But this is how they portray the story. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, they say his role in plan. It's like, like he was one of the major planners, Craig. You know, right. Like, like, like he, he got with he got with the Trump people ahead of time and said, "Listen, here's the deal: we're gonna 
going to take the steel dossier and we're going to infiltrate and break down the walls and, and we're right. going to carry out Pelosi's drunken and, husband. And <laughs> and by the way, it's not he real. clearly was a leader in it because guess what? He was a former army reservist. I mean, he was practically that's a right. Navy SEAL. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He could have been. He was green. He might. He was, he was. He was prop green. He was a green beret. Was, I mean, I mean, come on now. Former army reservist, green beret. I mean, clearly he was an overqualified yeah. security guard. Yeah, I think it. I think it. Uh, I think you're right. I think he. Uh, I think he probably orchestrated it. He. He, uh, he wrote it. He wrote the plan up. It was him mm-hmm. and Dick Cheney. I. I him think this Cheney. may wind up getting him the death penalty. Oh, if well, they actually in California. Where is he from? What state's he in? Uh, ooh, let's go down. Of New Jersey. Oh, well, he's probably already in the cooler. It says here, prosecutors portray Timothy Hale. I won't even pronounce the, the, his last, the rest of his last name. Uh, of New Jersey as an extremist who hoped for a second civil war. Now, I, I, yeah. once again... I'm still waiting for the people. I, I since we call it an insurrection, I'm still waiting for the people who are going to be charged, who are going to be convicted of insurrection. In fact, I'm still waiting for them to be charged under the Insurrection Act. I right, I, yes, yes. You yes, know, since waiting. it was an attempt to overthrow our government, one would think that you know they would actually charge them. That with somebody that. might be tried with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess we'll but, have to wait. We'll have to wait and find out. This is the my, my my I guess my whole point here is is how can I possibly be expected to take NPR or MSNBC or NBC or CBS or the New York Times how can we possibly be expected to take any of them seriously when this is how they report stories you can't you know that's your answer you can't that's NPR oh not going to be real news here we go let's let's take you a look people, you, you had people during the George Floyd riots that were literally throwing firebombs at police, right? Yeah. Throwing Molotov cocktails yeah. and rocks and water, frozen water bottles at law enforcement. Yeah. And uh, they didn't get this much publicity when they got charged, let alone if any of them got convicted. Yeah. They didn't get anything, right? Because that wasn't, that, you know, that was uh, that was lawful protest, Craig. Mo- most full, mostly, right. mostly, uh, mostly right. lawful. Mostly, Mostly peaceful, peaceful protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that building, burning building back there. Don't worry about that. Don't worry yeah, about that exactly. <laughs> anger and frustration, anger and frustration. But yeah. uh, there is, you know, there is one thing to be grateful for, and that's because there are some really good Americans out there, people who recognize uh, their responsibility. And by the way, some of them actually do work in government. Now, uh, Mike, on Friday, you sent me, uh, you sent me this story. Uh, it was really at that point just uh, it was a Facebook post where someone was talking about it. And now we actually have confirmed stories in the media about a gentleman. His name is Jacob Alvarado. He was an off duty uh, Border Patrol agent who was just about to sit down to get his haircut uh, when his wife uh, texted him. I don't remember if texted or called him, but contacted him, letting him know that there was a shooting, there was a, a, an active shooter situation going on at the school where she worked and where his daughter went to school. And uh, he summarily grabbed the barbers, the, 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 the shotgun of the, uh, there at the barber shop and proceeded over to the school where he would then uh, uh, work with other officers who were there and basically went on campus and uh, basically got 
dozens of uh, students and teachers who were who were hiding uh, there in the school went on campus and got them out of there. You know, this is a guy who didn't wait, Mike. He he knew what he swore to do, right? And he didn't wait for, you know, some bureaucrat to tell him, "Look, you have a responsibility to do this." He he just went and did it, and uh, I, I'm just I just want to say it was nice. It is it was nice to know that there are people there in in I think they're in all parts of the country, but there uh, that were there that uh, quite possibly saved a lot of lives. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think I said to you last week um, uh, when I talked about the Uvalde Police Department, and by the way, there's there's, there's going to be all kinds of hell to pay coming out there. Uh, you know, they don't let them off. Hopefully, they don't let them off like they did the uh, the the horrible police supervision at the the Pulse shooting. But um, this is going to this has already got national attention. This should get some shooting, uh, or should, this should get some coverage. Um, what? What I said to you last week was cowardice is contagious. All right. When you get there and the first guy or the second guy or girl or whoever it is says, hold on, we got to wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. Everybody in line behind them also starts to say the same thing. They start to say, oh, okay. Well, somebody else has made a decision. So I guess it's okay to stand here. Two other people have made a decision. I guess it's okay to stand here. Well, on the flip side, Craig, you know what else is contagious? Uh, that's heroism. Uh, those that say, uh, and, and there's no goal to be her heroes. It's, it's, it's guys that, uh, and gals that want to get the job done. Say, listen, I'm going in there. You can come with me or you can not come with me, but I'm going in that door. And the next guy says, all right, well, I'll go. I got to cover your back, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then the third person says, okay. It just it just rolls like that. And thankfully, there are people like this off-duty, uh, you know, uh, uh, border patrol agent. Otherwise, you know, the Uvalde police might still be standing outside the, the elementary school waiting to go in. Well, and, you know, there were complaints that people said, well, they really weren't prepared for this. First of all, here's the thing, folks. This is the thing you got to understand. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but most rank and file law enforcement officers don't get the sort of training in terms of what to do in situations like this, uh, you know, in terms of hostage situations or active shooter situations. They don't get ongoing training on stuff like this. They, but there's a difference between that, between having training and knowing all and just knowing, look, you, there's a guy in there with a gun and he is killing innocent people. Uh, innocent people are in danger. We've got to do something. We've got to engage, right? Am I am I wrong? I think you're wrong. Um, this has been actively taught since Columbine. And since Columbine, it was taught that the first two officers go in. Since Newtown, the first officer goes in, that you make contact with the enemy. You move to contact. You face the bad guy. Because we know, Craig, what happens when the bad guy is faced with him. With, a, with an equal threat. You know, we, we know what happens, you know, 90% of the time. It is taught now to go. It's taught from the academy. It's taught in uh, in-service training. It's something that's taught constantly now, uh, you know, with, with law enforcement. So, uh, and I'm sorry, again, I'll throw you all the police under the bus. They followed this guy in, or maybe they followed him in a few minutes later now. That's the story I'm seeing. But when they got to the classroom where he was, they stopped and said, oh, wait, he's in the classroom now. He's no longer an active shooter. Well, I don't think the guy was actively moving, you know, and he was right. there, but, but guess, but guess what? You have got to take the initiative. You have well, got to seize the yeah. initiative, go through that door and you make your minds up while the bullets are going past you. Well, you know, first of all, thank you for that clarification. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that information because, you know, 
Sadly, I think that too often that there isn't sufficient enough training. But in this particular case, you're saying, look, this is something that they're taught. This is standard department policy. Yeah. Or if yes. it, if it's standard department policy and it wasn't the policy of this particular department, well, then this particular department chief needs to be dealt with. And if it was their policy uh, and they still didn't act, then uh, that also is something that needs to be dealt with. But I think even beyond all of that, it's just there's this basic understanding that that you don't know who in that room, if even though he wasn't even if he wasn't shooting at that very moment, there were people, there were children in that room who had been shot, who if they had been rendered aid early enough, could have what we'll never know now. But there's a possible at least some sort of a possibility that more lives could have been saved had they been rendered aid earlier. And again, the story I'm hearing that I guess when a couple of the cops finally got there and did decide to go in, now they did wait a considerable amount of time, Craig, uh, and, and but he was roaming the height, roaming the school, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he went in is when he went behind one of the doors and kind of, you know, looking to barricade himself. And that's right. when you have to, again, you have to seize that initiative. You have to go through that door with him. Otherwise... Right. You know, you're just you just got a room full of victims now. And their and their response was, and the police chief said, because some of my officers might have been shot going through that door. Right. Uh, guess what, buddy? Guess what? That's your freaking job. And if you can't do it, take your badge off, take everybody else's badge off, and send them home. That's it. Well, Plenty and, of other and also though, ready to go to work. Yeah. Also though, keep in mind, Mike, the the uh, it's been ruled. I think it was by the Supreme Court that. They actually, law enforcement does not have uh, a, they are not constitutionally required to to protect you. Yeah, and you're talking about the, uh, 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 the out of San uh, San Diego area. uh, The case down there. And that, and then Craig, that's, that's, it's, that's with the, uh, the duty to serve and protect. Um, Let's see how that stacks up right now against this. Right. We, We know what that is. That, that case, uh, you know, resulted out of his, out of a domestic violence case when mm-hmm. it came to the when it came to the prevention of domestic violence. There mm-hmm. is no duty to protect or to there is no there was no there is no duty to protect, knowing, thinking that maybe a crime is going to occur in the future, and that's okay. what they were looking at with that domestic violence case. Um, mm-hmm. And it's clear what it says. Listen, the cops they do not get paid to stand outside your home and prevent crime from happening to you. Okay, but when a crime is in progress. Mm-hmm. And they can end it. That's a different story completely. Okay. Well, there you go, man. Look, see, I'm our, our legal scholar, Mr. Michael Pilworski, attorney at law. <laughs> Helping with the clarifications. I appreciate that, sir. Um, Let me look up but, the case for you. Too, but so once again, I, for me, the takeaway on this one was that, you know what, folks? There are people in law enforcement who uh, who, who recognize what they've sworn to do, what the, the, the what they've sworn to do, and at risk of of their life, at risk of losing their job, at risk of being reprimanded, they're going to do the right thing. And this gentleman, uh, Mr. Alvarado, uh, uh, sir, my my hats off to you. Yeah, this guy. In fact, do you have the site that I sent you, the first one. I I wouldn't mind reading that. Yeah. Uh, Castle Rock v. Gonzalez was the case. Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. Um, and then again, that had to do with protecting a woman that uh, there was a domestic violence junction in place and they wanted to put police there to protect her and they, they just did. They, they couldn't do that. Um, 
All right, let's. Uh, for those that are sitting at home, uh, you you can see you can see the story that Craig uh, talked to you about here. Um, and this guy just shows up, grabs the shotgun uh, from the. Uh, and you look at it. I mean, you this is this uh this this ain't no tactical shotgun. This no. uh, this a uh, this this a duck gun. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, uh, "Going to it, baby. Going to it." Yeah. Um, so hats off to him, sir. Thank you. You uh you 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 made uh, America. You have made America proud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And maybe they'll make him the head of the uh, the border patrol agency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is what they need to do. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And by the way, these are also he's also a part of the the very same entity that you have the president and the mainstream media uh, demonizing uh, as they try to protect our country as uh, folks attempt to illegally enter our country. Yeah, he's. He's a part of the group of folks that they're that they're that they're continually trying to demonize. I'm still waiting for the president to apologize to the U.S. Border Patrol agents for uh, for 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 that. Well, the last one I saw was now since the shooting and they realized that it was, uh, you know, border protection that that ended this. I guess it's the president's last conference and last stop. Um, they refused to, to allow Border Patrol agents to even speak to him or be in the audience. So really? Yeah. <laughs> well. That does not surprise me because they would probably have confronted him. I'm like, if anything, that's who you should have been there thanking. But I think that if he, if they, if they had had an opportunity to confront him, they would have said a few words to him, and he would have deserved yep. it. You're correct. Anyway, because here's what happens, and this kind of goes into our part, our first parting shot today, is because when it comes to talking about ideas, and this is ultimately what gets me about when we start ta- dealing with the whole, you know. Uh, when we start getting into the whole idea of talking about uh, these gun laws and whatnot that they're proposing, whenever you start talking about the actual issue, when you start talking about the guns, they, that's not what they do. Because what they do is they don't want to talk about the issue. Instead, what they do is they name they they name call. So when they when they say, well, for example, we need universal background checks, and you say, well, wait a minute. This guy went through a background check uh, and passed it because he was of legal age and uh, didn't have a criminal record. He went through a legal background check. So what good would have universal back checks have done? Background checks have done. Well, it would have done absolutely no good. Um, and that's what's so so odd about this. So instead of actually challenging our ideas, uh, what they do is they they name call him. For those of you who are just listening on the podcast, uh, it's basically got a bunch of uh, donkeys or jackasses uh, walking. There's a Y in the road with a sign that goes two ways. One says, one goes to the right, says challenge their ideas. One go, goes to the left and says, uh, call, call them names. And uh, needless to say, the Democrats are all going towards calling them names because you do know that if you are pro-gun, Mike, that you are pro-killing children, right? Evidently, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, pro-killing children, uh, but... But you right. know what? Uh, the numbers the numbers equal out. Let's let's do the gun control children deaths versus the Roe v. Wade children deaths. Oh, oh yeah, no, they they don't want they don't want that sort of comparison. No, no, the no, follow the not. science comparison. No, they don't want they don't this want is, actual facts and numbers. This is anyway. my firearm. It's my body, my choice. <laughs> my firearm, my choice. Yep. <laughs> All right, so this next one now, you've. by the way, this next one is dealing with, I, I just want to make a note. You notice we have not done an actual story on monkeypox because monkeypox is not really a thing. I mean, it's a thing, 
but it ain't a big thing. <laughs> it's not the pandemic unless, of course, you follow the mainstream media uh, and the left as they try to create another hysteria. Um, and that kind of goes into <laughs> that kind of goes into our next parting shot. You want to describe this one for our listeners, Mike? Listen, if you want to know if Monkey Fox is going to be real or not, follow the Fauci. Follow the Fauci. Um, all right, this is a picture of uh, you know the guy and the girl walking down the street, and then uh, the guy sees this other hot girl and turns and looks back at her. Well, this is Fauci walking down the street with the uh, with the COVID, and he sees the monkey box, and he's turning and looking at the monkey box. He's like, oh, <laughs> check out check out the rack on the monkey box. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are right now. So we we will probably soon be hearing from uh soon be hearing from uh uh Dr. Fakey on monkeypox on the monkeypox pandemic. And no, there is not a pandemic. I'm not saying there's a pandemic. Uh so, you know, YouTube and and Facebook don't ban me because I said there was a monkeypox pandemic. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying that yep. Fauci will say that there is a monkeypox pandemic because that's who he is. Now, Mike, did you hear a couple of weeks ago uh, that Fauci said that, yeah, if Donald Trump were to get reelected, uh, he would not serve uh, as the uh, the head, uh, whatever the the position it was that he has over the infectious diseases. He says oh, that he, yeah, would, the, he would not serve in that White House. Yeah, great. Thank you. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. do you really yeah. think Donald Trump would keep you around? As yeah. if he would be wanted there. As yeah. if we want him there now. This is the guy yeah. who clearly is caught up in his own press. What's the What's the movie, Craig, where the guy comes into the fast food restaurant and decides he's going to quit? Remember where he walks in and he goes, "F you, F you, F you, you're cool, F you." You know, and <laughs> that's what that's what Donald Trump's going to do when he gets reelected. Just going to walk right. through. <laughs> oh, all right, Mike. Hey, it's about that time. How about a quick shout out to our sponsors? Yes, let's say hi to uscombatgear.com, uh, to this California Republican Assembly, uh, to uh, Guerrilla Machining and Grid Defense, all fine sponsors of the program. Yes, folks, please make it a point. Visit them. Their links are in the description to this video or this podcast. Check them out if you like what you see, and I'm sure you will. Uh, make sure to send them a few dollars and uh, do some business with them and let them know that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. With that, uh, we're going to call it a day. And uh, we will be back with you again tomorrow on Hump Day. Hump Day.